0: This is Two Birds, One Clone. We're three college friends bullshit about sports. All right, so we are back. Um, I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. I know I did. If you are a sports fan at all, this was a fucking great weekend for all sports. Uh, but we'll start off with who's hot and who's due. Who's hot? Mr. Brightside, the song. I mean, these colleges football and basketball, are absolutely going nuts singing this song. Obviously, this week, we really saw it from Michigan, packed their stadium, 110,000, whatever it is, and everybody's singing it. I mean, like when I was in high school, I bet I've heard this song maybe three times ever since I've been in college. It's just the anthem of college. It's awesome.
1: Oh, yeah, it's an awesome song. I mean, everybody knows it's so catchy, too. So, yeah, I mean. The video of Michigan watching their uh, DJ play, the DJ was right in front of, like, the student section, I think, so it just made that much better.
0: Then uh, for my who to do is NFL running backs. I mean, these guys are getting hurt left and right, and they're just not producing as, like, they usually do. Uh, obviously, we saw, like, Evel Samuel, he's pretty much a running back, but he got hurt, And Dalvin Cook. But the wild stat that I saw is Derrick Henry. He's been out for officially a quarter of the season so far. And
1: he's still second in rushing yards. You know, I I noticed that trend kind of like with fantasy. It's like the running backs. Every team, like you're a 12 man league. It's like you're lucky to have a solid RB two. Everyone else kind of scrambling for an RB two. It's like your RB one is even that is kind of like struggling too. So yeah, it's just weird this year. It's weird year for running backs for sure. With when fantasy, it's like that's what kind of carries teams. But this year, it's been like the receivers. Um, my who's hot. I'm gonna go with our burners. They were firing up this weekend. Uh, really loving that uh, Minnesota game. Ours uh, we constantly going back and forth. Um, Jack didn't even care about the game, but he he got into it a little. At, he started get, firing it up after the um, that game, too, because Iowa advanced. But yeah, I mean, they were they're they were rolling this week.
0: No, yeah, uh, I need to get back into that. I had so much fun doing that last year, but yeah, I mean, if you guys listening are ever bored, go follow Drew Locke's cock, Kyler Murray's booster seat, uh, Jay Cutler's blunt, and uh, Lemon Pepper Lou. It's just great content on there.
1: Yeah, and then uh, my who's due? It's like I'm gonna go the the playoffs, college football playoffs. If um all the it's gonna be. Uh, weird year because if all the favorites win uh their respective conference championships i mean it's going to be georgia michigan oklahoma state cincinnati so you get three new teams in there georgia obviously the top they've been there before but yeah it's going to be nice to see three new teams but then uh, again if it doesn't go that way let's say it's upsets everywhere then it's going to be kind of the same teams but yeah if if it goes as planned it'll be all new teams which should be exciting
0: no, yeah, I mean, you were, like, talking about this probably, like, midway through the college football season. Like, it's frustrating, like, watching these good teams go down for some reason. I mean, probably just because we're, like, gambling on a time to time. But, uh, yeah, it's just super weird to see, like, Alabama. I mean, we'll get to the game, but they even, like, struggled so much against Auburn. And then, I don't know, just, like, obviously Ohio State losing. Like, it just fucking nuts this year. Yeah,
1: I think it's going to be, like, a real um test to see because
0: I remember – beginning of the year was
1: just chaos and everyone was loving it. But now that this playoffs comes around, let's say what I just said, what is going to be the playoffs. And it's just terrible. Like Georgia's runs through everyone. And then we're going to be like, all right, I kind of want to go back to like watching Clemson, the good Georgia team, Oklahoma's Heisman guys and Bama being Bama, just best team, arguably top 20 teams of all time in the last how many years is just going at it. But yeah, this year it's going to be different.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, fuck, was he gonna say? Oh, Georgia. I mean, nobody has said Georgia's name like all weekend unless you're talking playoffs. Because I mean, rivalry, rivalry week. They had Georgia State, right, or Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech. And yeah, they pitched a shutout against them. I'm pretty sure. And like then, obviously, you had the chaos all around everybody, every other team. But yeah, it was fucking great college football slate. Uh. We're going to talk about that after NFL. Like, make sure you tune in that. It's just unbelievable games. But, um, yeah, so we can go straight into Thanksgiving Day. <laughs> like, just a great day to eat food, watch football all day. Too bad the games weren't, like, as good as we wanted them to. But, the, I mean, we'll start off with the Bears. I mean, they decide to win versus the Lions. And uh, the Lions, they covered, which is kind of badass. Like, the Bears could easily punch it in. Like, they were right there on the goal line. But, they just kicked it through, got the W.
1: Yeah, no, me, me and Logan watched this game during Thanksgiving. It was at our house, which is nice. Um, more spread out. If we would have had to watch this game at my grandma's with my whole that whole side, my whole mom said family's Packers fans. So we'd had to watch this game at my grandma's house in one living room, it would have been the worst experience ever. Thankfully, me and Logan just sat downstairs and watched it, and then after the game, we obviously uh were talking and biggest thing but me and Logan are saying as uh, we're going to these Packers fans this is before they played it was like we're one and all in our last game and obviously they weren't and they got a little fired up about that but yeah I mean it well, wasn't not much to really take away the Bears had Dalton starting Dalton can win
0: games I mean they played solid not great but
1: a win's a win at the end of the day and we're in the hunt
0: Yeah, and, I mean, Andy Dalton, like, he almost had a touchdown in the end zone, which would have made this score, like, look way better through a pick, of course. But, Mm -hmm. yeah, uh, love Andy Dalton, though. The next game we have, the Raiders beat the Cowboys in a fucking shootout, and it makes me, like, reconsider ever, like, talking about football again because we, for the past how many weeks we've been saying how this Raiders offense just – went down the shitter after the whole Henry Rugg situation, and now they're hanging up 36 on the Cowboys at home on Thanksgiving. Like, it just makes no sense. But, I mean, fuck the Cowboys.
1: Yeah, I mean, the Cowboys were missing, like, I mean, you're missing CeeDee Lamb and Amari Cooper. Those are your two receivers that you go to. Um, Zeke got a little banged up a little bit. Um, and then defensively, they're kind of banged up too. So, I mean, they don't have – they're not full strength. Uh, but these guys can score. I mean, no matter who they put out on the on the field, yeah. But Raiders, there's one of those teams they figure it out.
0: All right. So the fan fight of the week we had in this game, we had a chick fight. This was fucking awesome. Cowboys fans versus concession stand worker. Uh, the concession stand worker jumps over the table. She eats shit. And then as soon as she gets back up, she catches two absolute bombs from this Cowboys fan. And, yeah, that Cowboys fan really made it worth her while, just fed her twice in the face, and that was it.
1: I mean, you got the Raiders, um, who are fans that just love to to fight, and then you got the Cowboys, who are one of the most delusional fan bases. So I mean, when you mix them together, in a battle of a game this was, like if it's this close and comes down to the wire, I mean, there's – Temper is going to be flaring, and that was that's love to see that in the NFL, though.
0: (laughs) Need more of it, yes. Then the next game we have I mean, the Bills they just piss pound the Saints. Uh, Bills fans, what they're thankful for is seeing that their team like is still alive. I mean, the Bills have been kind of struggling lately, but thank god they're back.
1: Yeah, I didn't uh, catch much much this game. We were just kind of like playing the games and shit with as family, and um. Yeah, I mean, Bills, there's not really much. I mean, they played like they should have, like last, should have like the last couple weeks, and the Saints kind of are being the Saints where they show up some weeks and they didn't show up this week.
0: So that wraps up Thanksgiving. Uh, we'll move into Sunday's games. So the Falcons, they fly high over the Jags. Uh, Cordell Patterson had another one of those games he's been having like almost all season. Uh, but what I took away from this is Trevor Lawrence should never have to throw the ball 42 times in a game. I think if they get, like, a run game going, they should fucking win this game. But, yeah, I mean, Trevor Lawrence, he – I think his touchdown and interception ratio is 9 to 10 right now, something like that. That's just not going to fucking cut it.
1: Yeah, like, contribute to that is when you throw that many passes, like you said, I mean, he's done that a couple games this year. It's like a rookie quarterback with not a good team is bound to throw some picks um, coming every once in a while. But, yeah, I mean, Falcons should have won this game. I thought the Jags should have got them because I didn't think Falcons were playing that well, but yeah, I mean, they got it done, but it was, it was an ugly game.
0: The next game we have. So the Dolphins, they proved that the sea is better than the land against the Panthers. And you already know what I'm going to say about this, Luke. I was about to call you. I was so fucking mad, but Cam Newton sucks cock. Like he is so bad at football. It's unbelievable. And I mean, I guess it didn't help that Christian McCaffrey's out and now he's out for the season. But uh yeah, I mean, if we want to talk about the Dolphins, like Jalen Waddle, he's really coming out right now.
1: Yeah, this was a shit show. Uh I mean it's close to the start, but that yeah, Cam played like he is horrible. I mean, I'll admit it, he was terrible and no way around it. But yeah, Dolphins are playing well. There's I mean, it helps when you get the turnovers that they had. And yeah, Waddle is top three, I think, in uh catches this year, and that's this is only gonna help him. he's probably been a hell of a year.
0: The next game we have, so the Jets, they win the Toilet Bowl versus the Texans. Uh, the under should have been a mortal lock to everybody across the nation. But uh, both of these teams, they're absolutely terrible. Like, I didn't remember, like, watching any of it, like, on the red zone. But I rewatched highlights. And I'm like, this is just ugly. I mean, if you look at the stat sheet, it'll tell you everything you need to know.
1: Yeah, no, literally. Like, you look at the stats, it's neither quarterback they for even 200. Running backs couldn't even get to seventy. I mean, receivers nothing. It just it was a shit show of a game. I mean, obviously, we'd expect three and eight versus two and nine. Jets. Uh, Zach Wilson gets hurt again. I mean, he made comments how he like he his knee is like fucked up. It's like that's not good uh, to to hear if he's your future. But yeah, he got hurt again, and they're just both these teams suck. I mean, it's more of the
0: story. The next game we have, Eagles versus Giants. I mean, the Eagles should have easily won this game. Jalen Rieger, if he steps foot in Philadelphia, he's going to get fucking killed by every fan there. But, uh, yeah, I just feel really bad for Eagles betters right now.
1: Yeah, this is my farm game, I believe. Um, but, I mean, when you get a performance on Jalen Hurts like that, you're not going to win. And literally, he's get talks about being their fu- their future, but, I mean – got to be more consistent. I mean, obviously, he's young, so he's fine. I don't, I'm not going to judge him yet. He has has really good games. Great start to his career. But, yeah, he he struggled big time today. Not like this Giants defense is a little push over, but he's got to play better, otherwise they're not going to have a chance to win. To, to say they had a chance to win at the end of the game twice, they should have won, is almost a discredit to the Giants how bad they were.
0: No, exactly. I mean, no Giants fans watching this game, like, oh we won this. Like they the fucking Jalen yeah. uh, Rieger getting the ball placed right on his face mask. Can't bring it down. But uh yeah, anyway, the next game we have So the Steelers, they might as well have not shown up to this game versus the Bengals. Uh Ben was due to throw some picks. I think he went five straight games with no picks, but yeah, I mean he did just that and they were all those turned into points. Uh his arm looks like a fucking cooked spaghetti noodle. It's like absolutely pathetic watching him play football. I mean, it really sucks. I know last week I was saying how good he played, but like that's just always been Ben. Like he just finds these weeks where he wants to tear it up. But uh yeah, Joe Mixon, he got the ball twenty eight times this game and he deserves that many touches every single night. I mean, I think he had I think a hundred and it was a hundred and ten or something at halftime on the ground. It's like he was fucking unstoppable.
1: Yeah, you guys can stop the run to save your life. I mean, you you had TJ Watt back too, didn't you, this week?
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. I thought so. I thought he was out at first, but then I saw him uh, get into a barrel bit. I mean, Big Ben though, we kind of knew that he has no deep ball at all. He can't even throw it fifty yards, so it kind of limits what they can do on offense. Really, the Steelers, you can't send anybody deep, deep. Uh, Yeah, Bengals own this game from the start.
0: Well, it sucks about that deep ball thing too, because. I mean, I know I call Claypool ninety ten, but, like, he – I mean, I think Claypool, if you want to utilize utilize him, like, the way he should, like, I think going deep is, like, one of the things he's, like, better at. And, yeah, means, throw it like, up. And then same with, like, Deontay. Like, he's just so fast. I mean, you might not want to throw, like, fucking 50-50 balls to him, but, like, I mean, he can make plays down the field if you let him get into his route, but fucking – I mean Ben's whole wind-up and everything, like he's underthrowing everybody, like connecting on some of them. But it's like holy fuck, it's it's really bad.
1: Yeah, when you guys got like third down and like even like 10, third and ten or even longer, it's like you guys got no hope because you just send the house. I mean, you, Big Ben's not gonna have enough. They're not. He's not gonna have enough time to scramble, and make a play for ten yards. If you just send them, they're gonna get to Big Ben before you can even get ten yards.
0: Well, One no, odd, Najee struggled this game too, but yeah, uh,
1: he couldn't get anything going.
0: I mean, I think any smart defense would just zone in on Najee and just try. I mean, he shouldn't have been playing this game anyway. I think he was on concussion protocol after the hit he took last week. But I mean, yeah, he ended up playing, and it like, wasn't fucking worth it. But uh, the next game we have Tom Brady. He continues his win streak against the Manningless Colts team. I think he won eight in a row now. But uh, Jonathan Taylor, he only had eight touches in their first ten drives for the Colts. I mean, I feel like you should just be working the hell out of them. But uh, Carson Wentz, I mean, he didn't even play that bad. But he had just – like on statue, you see two interceptions. But one was a jump ball to Pittman. He just got mossed by uh, Antonio Winfield or whatever his name is. And then uh, at the end of the game, he threw a jump ball because he had to. Hail Mary situation. But, yeah, I mean, Leonard Fournette, though, won the game for the – for the Bucs.
1: The, yeah, like, Colts just gave them the ball so many times, too. Just dumb turnovers, fumbles, those picks. is just bad. Um, not not all Carson Wentz are just kind of like a team thing. They turned it over not in good spots when they needed to score. And they still were in this game, which is a, a good thing. Um, but they shut down Jonathan Taylor. I mean, this Bucks defense, this front seven is, you can't run. You cannot run on this team at all, no matter who you are. I mean, the best team to do it the Bears rushed for 100 yards against them but we got absolutely smoked so it doesn't matter so I mean when you can't run the ball on these guys it limits to what you could they can do and especially how bad their um secondary is I mean you have to pass but it just seems like it works well yeah Colts were in this game I mean Leonard Fournette kind of carried the load him him and Gronk for the most part
0: no, yeah, that's huge that the Bucs are getting Gronk back. I mean, before this game, going back to what you are saying about the run defense, uh, I was saying how the Bucs have the number one run defense. I, I kind of second-guessed myself, didn't think it would really matter because Jonathan Taylor's so dominant, but, I mean, it did. Like Even though like on the stat sheet, like, Jonathan Taylor still put up like a good game that like anybody would take, but it just wasn't what the Colts usually get out of them.
1: Yeah, exactly. It wasn't a Jonathan Taylor performance that they've gotten the last couple weeks.
0: The next game we have, so the Patriots, they deliver an impressive ass-beating against the Titans. Uh, Mac Jones, he slinged it for over 300 yards. I mean, it's about time. He's only done that once, and it was against the Jets. But, like, every other game, I swear, it's, like, under 200. But, anyway, uh, yeah, Tannehill, yeah, no fucking help. And, I mean, that was kind of just the story of the game. Like, the this Titans team, they're just really banged up. It, they're lucky that they have a good record, though, that they can make a playoff push if they get some guys back.
1: Yeah, I, I want to take this. Uh, I want to talk about Mac Jones. Like, everyone, he's playing well. I love Mac Jones. He's awesome. I, I mean, everyone kind of knew he was, but people talking how he should have been the first pick, I think is just stupid, because we all knew going into the draft he was the most NFL-ready quarterback. That's not a question. He and you go to the Patriots, like something like this, and there's no doubt that like Trevor Lawrence or even Justin Fields are on the Patriots. They're doing just as good. I mean obviously you can't prove that, but I think it's true. And you put Mac Jones in any other situation that's early in the draft, like the Jets, the Jags, um, he's not doing very good. It's just it, obviously he's a great quarterback, but I think the ceiling with uh, Trevor Lawrence and Fields, I mean, maybe not so much Zach Wilson. We haven't really seen much from him or Trey Lance, but I think the ceiling for them is way higher than Mac Jones. Mac Jones is almost to a ceiling, it feels like, already as a quarterback, but yeah, I mean there's the discussion for him being the number one pick, I don't think makes much sense as of right now. Maybe in the future it'll be right. But I mean, ten years down the road, I bet he we're talking about this draft class. I think he's not even he won't be the guy that everyone's talking about was the best in the class.
0: Yeah, I mean I I just this is my opinion, but I think if you obviously if Lawrence is on the Patriots, I think he does like the same exact thing, if not I mean, probably not better. Like, I, like what you're saying, like, Mac Jones fits in so perfectly with, like, Bill Belichick and everything going on. Like, some people compare oh, – it's obviously, like, just delusional people, but comparing Mac Jones to Tom Brady, I think completely fucking bogus. Like, yeah, Tom Brady's, like, a fucking mad scientist when it comes to football. Like, he has every PhD possible in fucking football-ology or whatever you want to call it, but it's like – I don't know. I mean, I think – you saying though that people like looking back on this draft class won't talk about him? I mean, no, I
1: no they'll talk about him. He'll be a top one or top three in the class, obviously. I mean, there's only five, um, but I think in the long run, ten years down the road, I feel like Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields uh, might have will probably have, if they if their teams do what they're supposed to in ten years, they should be good. Um, like get guys around them. They sh- they'd be they'll be better. I think.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, and that's like a huge if because, I mean, yeah, exactly.
1: Big, and are, I could be complete, I could be completely wrong. And maybe Mac Jones will be a Hall of Famer. But I mean, as of right now, it's just people think he's like he should have been the number one pick. But I think we should just hold off
0: on that for a little bit until oh, we yeah. see
1: what these guys can do once their teams get good.
0: Oh, yeah. That number one pick thing that is that's pretty fucking stupid. Yeah. But I,
1: mean, yeah. But I do like love Mac Jones he's playing really well. I mean, I, I liked him even going into the draft. So, I mean, I'm not credit anything he's doing, he's making the most of what his situation is, so good for him.
0: Right. But uh, the next game we have, Broncos took away the Bulls' electricity, winning big at home. Uh, if Drew Locke doesn't play, the Chargers win. It's simple as that. I mean, me and Jack were talking about this. Drew Locke is like the best reliever in football. I mean, you call him out the pen, he, you know, makes some plays, and then Bring back in your closer, fucking uh Bridgewater, and they. I mean, I I even called it. I mean, I bet money on this game. I thought the Broncos were gonna win out, and I was right.
1: Yeah, I thought. Um, yeah, I mean, it does definitely helps the Broncos having a backup quarterback like him that's been there before, and he's not a <laughs> bad quarterback. But what what I hate about Drew Lock is every time he plays, he never gives the ball to Jerry Judy, and I started Jerry Judy for the fact that Bridgewater is gonna be playing. No, he gets hurt, and he just never touches the ball. I mean, obviously, who cares if you're a Broncos fan, bet on this game doesn't matter. But fantasy-wise, I was kind of mad. I get mad at Drew Locke every time he comes in when I have Jerry Judy. But, yeah, I mean, this is the perfect guy you want as a backup because he's he's a very capable backup. Like, he's a good – he could start for quite a amount of teams in the NFL. But, yeah, they played good. I thought Chargers still were going to win. I really did. But, I mean, they just played like shit.
0: The next game we have the Packers, they rammed the Rams in Lambeau. Uh, Devontae Adams watching this game is like, I mean, obviously this happens almost every week, but you just watch him play. You just grow your appreciation for him. He's playing absolutely unbelievable. Uh, Jalen Ramsey didn't have a chance against him. I He made so many plays to where he's getting doubled and he just fucking, obviously it helps a lot. You have Aaron Rodgers quarterback, but like he's just playing unbelievable. Then, uh, I mean, if you guys didn't know, Aaron Rodgers, he still rocks. Matt Stafford to sleep at night.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, Rams though, seven and four now. What I don't know, they haven't won a game since they got those uh, Von Miller and um, Odell. Obviously, Odell. I mean, barely has been there, but they're what are they a half game ahead of the Niners now? It seems like they're may they not even make the playoffs. And we're really talking uh, how many weeks ago that they were literally the best team in. Like one of the best teams in the NFL, no no question, but now look at them. I mean, we don't know. They may not even make the playoffs. Niners might be better than them now. We, I guess we'll find out. But yeah, Packers are super good. I mean, every time they lose a game, you know they're going to come back and destroy whoever they play, it feels like.
0: No, it was such a good win, too, because this Packers team was so beat up. That's why I uh, took the Rams here. I mean, that's probably why the only reason why they're favored, but I mean, Packers, the thing right now, just how they're playing, it's Super Bowl or bust. I mean, that's how it has been for the past couple of years, but, I mean, this year especially.
1: Yeah, for sure. They need to win now. I mean, if Rodgers doesn't Rodgers have much left, so if they don't win now, that they're going to have to get rid of every run.
0: The next game we have, so the Niners they strike gold against the Vikings. Uh, obviously, this game just sucks for fucking like get injuries with Dalvin and Debo going down. But this game really shows how dangerous the Niners can be when they're healthy.
1: Oh yeah, no, this team's good. I mean, we said it last week when they have Kittle, they're a whole different team. Uh, you see that when the, his when he had, when he popped off that year, they went to the Super Bowl easily could have won that game uh, against the Chiefs. And then now last year he got hurt. And they really struggled and now he's back. And look what they're doing. Like he is such a big factor for this team, more than like just the touchdowns and receiving yards. He does it all for them. He's a blocker, everything. Grapple is playing pretty well. I mean, they're run anybody on anybody in the world could run behind this Niners uh scheme and be fine. Like you could literally put uh me back there and I'd probably rush for a hundred yards.
0: No, yeah, I mean there are like four major so eight. Hey the amount of times he's lined up with, you know, obviously like Garoppolo on the shotgun and then he's got Elijah Mitchell to his right or left and then Debo on the other side. And they just run these like draw plays or whatever that work all the time. It's fucking like interesting to watch.
1: Yeah. They're a fun team to watch. Definitely. I mean, I always like like the Niners. I just like their colors and everything. So, I mean, then when they're rolling, it's always good because there's they have a lot of guys that like everyone just loves. You can't like hate really anyone on that team.
0: No, yeah, and back to what you're saying, we are not far removed from that Super Bowl team they had. And if you guys don't remember, they were up in the fourth quarter 20-10, to I believe, against the Chiefs. And the Chiefs just started running their touchdowns. If
1: if Garoppolo hits – I think it it, was – was it Debo? If he hits him on that – it was like down the seam, wide open, overthrows him, they're up by two scores, I think. And the game almost is out of reach for the Chiefs.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, like, saw highlights from that Super Bowl, like, not too long ago. I think they just, like, showed it on TV. But, like, it was fucking unbelievable performance from the Chiefs in the fourth quarter. Like, the Niners, that was their game the whole entire time. But um, <clears throat> the next game we have, so the Ravens, they win in a fucking shootout. Round. Uh, it's just good old, hard nose, pack your lunch, blue-collar, you know. How you doing? Keep it moving, AFC North football.
1: <laughs> no, 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 it was... I literally only watched, like, the first three quarters because I was going up against Lamar in fantasy, and I he threw that pick, and I'm like, I'm done. Going to bed, it's over, don't even care anymore. And it, it was, me I mean, I mean Ravens still won. That's the crazy thing. Like, Lamar throws four interceptions, was it? They still win? Yeah. It's ridiculous. I mean, Browns couldn't get anything going offensively. Baker Mayfield, he is playing, every part of his body is hurt.
0: Oh, yeah, that's why I uh, took the Ravens here. And, um, like, Lamar made some plays in this game where, like, Luke, you've always said, you're like, Lamar's the most irreplaceable player in all of football. And it's like, holy fuck, like, I honestly didn't think that anybody else in the world could, like, make the plays he did. He was just, like, running for his life, making shit happen, and then throwing it. And, like, Mark Andrews bailing him out on these plays. Like, Mark Andrews made one of the, like, more spectacular catches I've ever seen for a tight end. And then uh, he scored a touchdown right after that. Like, uh, yeah, Mark Mark Andrews is fucking huge for this offense.
1: Yeah, like the Ravens is like – so Lamar played horrible. He had four interceptions. He only threw for 165. But when they needed a play, he scrambled out of his mind and made two unbelievable plays. When you, when you have – you Dave Van Clowney and Miles Garrett coming after you, like around the edge, you shouldn't be able to get out of this. And he finds a way, runs around, makes plays. And – yeah, he had four picks, but you take take away that touchdown, they lose, and you take away another, some of those other plays, they don't win this game. And so that's why, I mean, that's what helps the argument with no other quarterback seems like could have won this game.
0: Well, I said this, uh, I was just re-listening to our pick show from last week to fill out, like, how we did gaming wise and I said um, – if the Ravens ever find themselves down in this game, like you know who the fuck you're going to call to and he's going to play the game for them. And I mean, it like didn't come down to that exact situation, but like, yeah, Lamar, he's, he's just fucking unbelievable. And I think it's a true test, like how bad the Browns are right now. Like they're, I mean, you their defense turns ball over four times and you still lose 16 to 10. Like that's just so ugly.
1: Yeah. And it, uh, another huge thing with the Ravens is you have Justin Tucker. It's like, he get you get across the midfield, you automatically. It's stupid how easy it is for them. You don't have to make a decision, but they still do it. Like they even still go, oh, let's go for them fourth down, because they're like, I mean, they're like they always know. All they have to do is get fifty or like not even fifty yards. If they touch back, you start at twenty-five. You just gotta get past fifty, and you're already you're already gonna score points.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think Justin Tucker. I mean, him, him kicking and then, like, Lamar being able to run and, like, make plays and shit is, like, two of the most unfair things in the NFL, and they got fucking both of them.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's ridiculous.
0: But uh, moving into college football, what a fucking week. So, Michigan pulls off a stunning upset versus Ohio State, and they move to the Big Ten championship game. It was just a great Big Ten snow game. Uh, Gus Johnson on the call is, like, a perfect game for him to call. Uh, I did not realize how much these two teams actually hate each other, but there's videos from the so at Michigan Stadium, both teams come from the same tunnel. These guys were just screaming at each other, middle fingers up from like half of every team. Like just fucking screaming at each other. Then obviously just a bunch more scraps just on like any time somebody got tackled on a sideline is just shit started to go down. It was awesome game.
1: Oh, yeah, this game was unbelievable. And that happened a couple of years ago, too. I know um, that scrap and all that shit. Um, they just – yeah, when they – you can't have these teams come out of the same, like, area. It does, that doesn't make any sense to me. But Michigan owned this game from the start. I mean, say what you want. I mean, Ohio State was in it a half, but, like, Michigan, once they got the lead, they just were just going to run the ball every single time and get a first down every single time.
0: Yeah, and I saw C.J. Stroud's uh, Heisman odds, like, went down, but he played a fucking unbelievable game still. I mean, their wide receivers, well, obviously he's got fucking all-star crew with him, but they did great too. But, I mean, Michigan simply just ran the ball all over him. And then Stroud, he was running for his life, like, half this game. I think he got sacked – well, just by Aiden Hutchinson, he got sacked three times, and then I know he's got sacked more than that. But, yeah, that was (laughs) – I mean – they took the world by shock, beating this Ohio State team. I was telling my family at Thanksgiving that Ohio State is going to blow them out in this game.
1: Yeah, it was it was such a, it was such a fun game too because it was it was close. Literally, I don't no matter what the score was. I mean, it always felt like Ohio State's like a couple plays away, and they're right in this game because of the playmakers they have. But I think what a huge factor was the snow. Those wide receivers. I mean. It's hard to cut and everything with that snow. I mean, I feel like that's a huge factor that played into Michigan's um, advantage when they can just run the ball in this shitty weather, while Ohio State, a dominant passing team, they had to pass. They they love to pass, and they're in the snow.
0: The next game we have, Alabama defeats the ball in uh, quadruple overtime. Auburn had held Alabama scoreless for three quarters, and then uh, Bama, with no timeouts, minute, like, 98, 98 yards, yards, they come down and score, then take it into OT. Uh, with no timeouts, too. I don't know if I fucking said Yeah, I did, definitely did. But uh, Bama, they should have won by at least 20, but they went one for four fourth down conversions, and they had 11 penalties for 129 yards. Like, that just, I mean, they are shooting themselves in the foot.
1: Yeah, it felt it always felt like you're 10 nothing. I mean, it's usually you got 10 nothing in a rivalry game. It's like, Auburn, and you're an Auburn fan. It's like, okay, they should be fine. But when you got Alabama on their side, it's like, oh, they're a prime example, even better than Ohio State. At one play, they're in it. They literally did it against um L- LSU. I remember uh, a couple years ago when LSU had that really good team. LSU had the lead, literally one play later, they took the lead by two scores one play later. Bama a uh, 75 yard touchdown. It's just like that against a very good LSU team. So, I mean, they're in every game. And the way they scored this last touchdown was really just a guy run down the field. They threw it perfect pass. They always seem to somehow get those guys open when they need it down the field.
0: Yeah, then uh, what I was saying about the penalties earlier, just like in that uh, Michigan-Ohio State game, these sidelines were scrapping at each other too. I mean, guys just – like in Alabama, they were always on the receiving side of the flags. Like they were pretty much like initiating it and that's mean fucking cards every time. Yeah. But uh moving into the next game, Oklahoma State says, Okay, boomer to the Sooners. Uh the special teams, they were in fact special in this game. <laughs> I mean, like it almost come up everything. Like both teams had muff kicks that like turned into points. And then, uh, I mean, I know some other shit happened, but, like, yeah, I bet on Oklahoma State to win this game, and I'm happy they did.
1: Yeah, thank God Oklahoma State won, too. So yeah, I mean, no one wants to see Oklahoma back again, especially the year they've had. It's like they don't des- – it almost like they don't deserve it. They haven't played well. Oklahoma State, on the other hand, no one expected them to be this good, and here they are. They definitely deserve to be in the championship. So, I mean, it's just – all came full circle, and Oklahoma State came down to who deserved it more, and they definitely do.
0: Yeah, so now, like, Mike Gundy, one of the most electric coaches in sports, he's going to be facing the Baylor next week, Big 12 championship. I, there's no fucking way anybody predicted these two to be in it before the season started.
1: No, it was Oklahoma, Iowa State. I don't think there's anyone that even had a second thought.
0: Then, um, I mean, otherwise, Oklahoma, Lincoln Riley leaves. He's getting paid at USC $110 million. They USC bought both of his houses in Norman, Oklahoma for 500000 each as a signing bonus. Uh, bought Then they bought him a $6 million mansion in Southern California. And then they offered him unlimited use of their private jet for Lincoln Riley and his family. Whenever they want, they can use USC's private jet. Shout out to that agent
1: for doing that. That is unbelievable. I didn't hear about the private jet stuff, but that's crazy. The one of the smartest moves ever by a head coach, though. There's no doubt about that. But like, oh he yeah, has, like, you go.
0: Okay, my bad. But uh, oh, yeah. Oklahoma, like all these fans, like calling him a traitor. Like you're reading this. Like you can't call anybody a traitor. That's a fucking business decision, baby.
1: And it's like so. You're Lincoln Riley and you go to California and who are the top two freshman quarterbacks right now are Bryce Young and CJ Stroud, And they're both from California. All you got to do as Lincoln Riley be like, Hey, I literally won two Heisman. I had two Heisman winners back to back. And then Jalen Hurts was up for it in three years in a row. And look at that. You literally are the quarterback guy. He's bringing a couple guys with him, a couple coaches. And the goal Like, you want to be the best team in your conference every year. And when you go to Oklahoma, they're going to SEC. There's no guarantee. I don't care who you are. Even if you're Bama, there's no guarantee you can be at the top of the conference. You go to USC, within a couple years, if you do what you're supposed to, you're at the top of the conference, and you will be forever until you retire.
0: Yeah, I mean, I should have said Oklahoma's who's due because tyler is gone. I don't think Oklahoma fans even want him, but – yeah, I don't know what your take is on him because I know your brother kind of likes him, but I just think he's a dumb prick and he's not good at football.
1: I I mean, he's one of those guys, like, he's so talented. He's just, like, it doesn't work. It's just one of them situations. It's weird. But, like, Oklahoma, yeah, like, they lost their – they lost the top, like, two or three um, wide receiver uh, coming there. They lost their top two or three quarterback. He's leave, He's not going there anymore. And a running back, too. I think they literally losing all their recruiting – Maybe they'll go with Lincoln Riley, but what a unbelievable move by Lincoln Riley! The smartest decision he could ever made because USC, with you get the right coach and Lincoln Riley obviously can win, and they're gonna be right back on top because who wouldn't want to play Southern California? You're a college kid. I mean, there's nothing better with that history too.
0: No, yeah, and we were talking about this. I think it was maybe last week USC versus UCLA. <laughs> they can't get. Even fucking fans in the stadium—that's gonna turn around real quick.
1: It is yeah, because the flying just so exciting. All they do is put up points.
0: Yeah, and I imagine uh, recruiting defensive players will be like a little bit easier in the fucking uh, was it Pac-12 or the Big 12? Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, and California—that literally—that just adds so much more to the recruiting aspect. Being in Cal Southern California.
0: But uh, yeah, I mean, I thing about Oklahoma Bob Stoops he's coming back out of retirement uh he's going to be the interim coach for the uh bowl game whatever bowl game they're going to get placed in but uh I kind of doubt Bob Stoops stays in Oklahoma but a lot of people have been saying like this guy there's no way he's retiring like he just loves football that much I mean stays with Oklahoma that wouldn't be that bad but I like what Lincoln Riley placed there
1: yeah I don't think he'll uh stay I think that it's just one of those things it's like well, fuck it. We might as well just find someone. It's just one game. I mean, who cares? I mean, Stoops, it makes no sense. It seems like though, cause Stoops hasn't been with Lincoln Riley. So it's completely different uh, team and like everything they do. So I don't know. I thought that was really strange, but uh, well, it'll be, it'll be fun for Oklahoma fans.
0: Next game we have, Iowa punches their ticket to the Big Ten Championship game versus the Nebraska Cornfuckers. Um, Ugliest game ever, but not as ugly as Scott Frost. Um, Nebraska blows games more than they blow their cousins, and the Hawks, I mean, I guess we're never out of it, are we?
1: (laughs) No, I didn't watch a single game this year, Iowa game with my dad this year, but, wow, it was so much fun because – Literally, they're coming back. He goes, we're going to win this game yet. We're going to win this game yet. And, like, he keep, he keep, kept calling these turnovers. And the last drive, like, right when we gave back to him, he go, he's like, they're going to throw a pick. He said it probably to me 20 times that they were going to throw a pick that drive because he's like, oh, they're due for it. They've done all this stuff. They're going to throw a pick. They throw it. And he was so happy. And it's like, and, like, the rest of the weekend, every time there was a big lead that we were watching on TV, he goes, oh, 10, 10 points or 14 points, that's too much. He goes, oh wait, is it though? Just one of them dad jokes is so funny. But yeah, they somehow clawed their way back in this.
0: Oh yeah, now Iowa facing Michigan and in, uh, Indianapolis for Big Ten championship game. That'll get fucking interesting. I think if we can turn over uh, McNamara, though, we would easily win this game.
1: Yeah, I think we if we can stop the run. I mean, they're definitely beatable because McNamara is not the QB to beat Iowa. It seems like so. If we can just stop the run, it's gonna come down to that. And if we the thing that hurt scares me is that those edge those edge rushers are gonna be a problem for Peaches. I think he started, and so I guess we'll find out. But um one thing I, I saw a tweet, it's like it's a hell of a lot more fun being the worst ten and two team ever than being the best three and nine team ever, though. <laughs> it, it's like and Another thing, like Iowa State fans saying, "How oh, well, you didn't play have to play Michigan, Michigan State, any of them guys." Like you look at um, Iowa State's um, wins this year, they beat two and ten UNLV, six and six UNI, five and seven TCU, five and seven Texas, two and ten Kansas, and they lost to two six and six teams. So it's like they they didn't really. They might have played a better schedule. They did they lost to really bad teams when Iowa on the other hand, we beat the bad teams. We lost to two teams that are eight and four. So I mean it's respectable, but it's just Iowa State fans thinking that, oh well, they suck. Iowa still sucks. But no, I mean we, we get it done.
0: Yeah, then well, I know Iowa Iowa State, they obviously like kept that game close against you and I, but wasn't there some other wins that they kept close?
1: Yeah, I can I mean this is just all I have, but I don't have their schedule up. Uh, it's just every year they talk about our schedule though, and it's like, I mean, yeah, we had an easy schedule, but we won these easy games. You guys didn't, right? Or you did, but they were way worse than the teams we played. It seems like I don't know. I mean, don't want to get in anything because it's proven that we had a better year, but
0: but uh, anyway, Wisconsin they blow their championship ticket aspirate to Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota wins the Paul Bunyan's Axe, which in Minnesota the Paul Bunyan Axe is your Super Bowl trophy. Like, <laughs> fucking, you know you're not gonna do shit during the season in college football. And then in real football, you're like not gonna fucking do anything either. But yeah, I mean, PJ Fleck got Gatorade poured on him after the game. I thought that was kind of funny. It's like all <laughs> little brothers in the Big Ten West is like this happy about beating fucking Wisconsin in a game that like practically. Um, other than that fucking axe, but uh, yeah, Wisconsin, their their offense could not get it going in this game.
1: No, it was horrible. And I mean, Minnesota, there's they're like this all year. They literally got ranked, and then when they get ranked, they lose to Illinois. And so then they then they have to play Iowa. We beat them or whatever. And then they go to Wisconsin. and They beat them. It it felt like though going into this game, usually when teams are like oh we need these guys to win and we're in, it just felt like this game was easy for easily doable for iowa to get in i like minnesota it's not like wisconsin was a a huge factor that like they're gonna easily win this game it just it felt like the whole game that even going into it minnesota could have beat them
0: well it's like interesting too because right at the beginning of the game minnesota throws a pick six and you're like oh fuck like maybe, yeah maybe it's not gonna be you know but then after that wisconsin just like practically didn't score again so
1: Yeah, I mean, when your grand merch throws 38 passes, I mean, that's not a recipe for success for Wisconsin when you have one of the best running backs in the country.
0: (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I mean, that wraps up all the football we have for the past week. Just great fucking week. Uh, You know, rivalry week, Thanksgiving, just great time. But we'll move into NBA news. So uh, Ennis Cantor totally rips off Metta World Peace, changes his last name to Freedom. Like, all right, like, I get it. Like, Ennis Cantor's had all this, like, problems with his home country, blah, 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 But I just thought that was kind of funny that he kind of ripped off Meta.
1: Yeah, I kept saying it. I'm like, yeah, he it, it changed – I kept told my dad and my brother on it, and my mom, was like, yeah, he changed his name to Ennis Cantor Freedom. And they're like, his name's Freedom? They, they didn't know they'd add it to the end of it. But it's the weirdest thing ever. Yeah, he just knocked
0: off Metal World Peace. <laughs> But uh yeah, then in the NBA, Devin Booker and Trey Young, players of the week. They're both averaging thirty or I guess in the past week. But um yeah, the Suns end up going four and zero in the week and then uh Trey Young and the Hawks, they go three and one. Both of these teams start off like kind of slow, but the Suns, they're now battling for the first spot in the West with uh with the uh, Warriors. But I think they got a match either I think tonight. But yeah, that should be a great game.
1: Yeah, they're, they're yeah, yeah, like they kind of like brush away the Suns. It's like no one talks about them when they're one game behind the Warriors. So you, so it's kind of crazy how good they're doing, and no, you never, you wouldn't even know unless you looked it up.
0: Uh, the next news we have: Boogie Cousins to Milwaukee signs a one-year deal. Uh, Milwaukee's coming off seven straight Ws, but they had a really tough start to the season. Uh, the biggest problem was their interior defense. Uh, Brooke Lopez has been out, but I mean, if Boogie Cousins can come back to like half the player he used to be i think that'll be huge for milwaukee just as long as he doesn't start like any trouble you know
1: yeah i mean but Bo- boogie's he's one of those guys that's just gonna keep like floating around the league and where everyone's gonna hope he does, is back to what he was or like half of what he was and i i'm one of those guys i mean i love boogie he was so dominant when he played so hopefully he can get back to almost what he was uh when it's in his prime but like just kind of auto's of prime and he'll definitely contribute.
0: Yeah it like just reminds you of like either like Dwight Howard or like Mellow kinda. I mean guys you just kinda like fell off earth after I mean leaving I mean I I mean yeah I mean after leaving like their teams they've been dominant on is just they kinda just fell off and now they're just you know floating around the league.
1: Yeah no exactly but, uh, the they're next thing we have around. the
0: news my bad.
1: No, you're good. Right.
0: But uh, anyway, Steph, he breaks his own record for threes through first 20 games this season. He has 103 fucking three-pointers made through his first 20 games. I mean, that's five threes a game. That's unbelievable.
1: Yeah, I was i was wrong that I said they might not won't get a high enough seed. I mean, obviously, I knew Steph was good. I wasn't taking that. When you said he was MVP, I wasn't taking away that. Steph's not good enough. I didn't think their team was, but they are unbelievable, and obviously he is the biggest part to it. And Clay's going to be back soon.
0: Yeah, Clay actually just got signed to a G League team. I imagine he'll just get a few minutes in there, just get warm, and then come back.
1: I think he um, – you'll have to come up the bench, definitely, for for the Warriors. I think that would be the smartest decision.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I was just saying, though, like, I think just today got announced he just signed with their G League team. I mean, I imagine he just gets a few minutes there and, you know, but uh, yeah, I guess when he gets back on the Warriors, yeah, he'll definitely probably come off the bench, but I think he'll make his way back into that, like, starting rotation.
1: Yeah, eventually he will. I think for almost, like, a month or two, just bring him off the bench, it just seems like that'd be right.
0: But well, anyway, huge fuck news in MLB. We have a ton of free agency things. Um, I'll start off with the Texas Rangers. They had five hundred and sixty-one point two million dollars to spend in free agency, and they spent all that on Corey Seager thirty-two or I mean three hundred twenty-five million over ten years, and Marcus Simeon for seven years, hundred seventy-five million.
1: Yeah, too bad. I mean, they're literally like one of the worst teams in baseball, but. Obviously, this is a start because you get him – he is so – he's really good. Both of them are. They had the hell, hell of the year last year. got a World Series MVP two years ago with Seager, and obviously Simeon, who was uh, – I think he's a silver slugger uh, this year. So, yeah, huge sign for them. That's what they needed uh, to get this franchise back to what it was a couple years ago.
0: Then uh, the Mariners, they signed AL Cy Young winner Robbie Ray from the Blue Jays, five years, $115 million.
1: I loved that audition. You get a Cy Young guy with this uh, Mariners team. Who you look at anything when people talk about uh, best teams in the next like five years from now or seven years from now, best teams, Mariners are on everyone everyone's top like eight. Like they're so good, so young. They had a good year last year. They almost made the playoffs, and you had a Cy Young pitcher there. I mean, it's not going to hurt.
0: Is it not Derek Jeter running this team,
1: or does he just own it? He's the Marlins.
0: Oh, yeah, fuck. Man. All right, my bad. But uh, but uh, anyway, the Jays, they end up signing uh, Kevin Guzman from the Giants for five years, $110 million. I guess he'll be replacing Robbie Ray.
1: Yeah, no, that's a huge sign, too. But obviously, losing Robbie Ray is huge and losing Simeon. But I do still like this uh, Blue Days team every single year. I mean, when they got the young core they have.
0: Then uh, – uh, Max Scherzer, huge fucking signing out of the Mets. They give him three years, hundred thirty million. You're gonna see uh, Max Scherzer and Jacob Degrom, fucking back to back days. Good luck to anybody with that. And then they also signed uh, Starling Marte, just outfield bat, four years, seven hundred or I mean seventy eight million.
1: No, it's I mean having back to back going against those two is gonna be hell for any team that has to do that. But could you imagine if the Mets, so they can't hit when DeGrom throws. They're just even, like, they're like, just as worse when Scherzer throws. That'd be hilarious. They just can't win games with them, either of them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they should be fine. They, uh, um, they mean, have a good lineup.
0: Yeah, yeah the – like they're gonna have Hobby on the chopping block. I'm didn't they get rid of him, but uh, we'll get to that like real soon. The Twins, I mean, they re-signed your guy Byron Buxton, seven years, hundred million. I mean, I guess the biggest thing for the Twins then is just keeping them healthy, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, I knew the during the deadline, I think he was one of one of the guys that really wanted to get traded. Um, and I thought there's no chance we get him back. I think he, I thought he was done. I thought the Twins are gonna have to start over again, but. Getting him back, if he stays healthy, it's huge because he is a, um, he is an MVP candidate. Uh, I, whether I mean I don't think that's biased at all. If he stays healthy all year, he's so good. He does it in every aspect of the game. So, signing him back, being our guy to build around for the future, is huge.
0: Then all the Tampa Bay Rays, they signed Corey Crew. Kluber, uh, not a big deal like anymore, but like uh, like you said with uh, Buxton, you just got to stay healthy. And then they signed Wander Franco, eleven years, 182 million guaranteed. I think that's a huge signing for eleven years, only paying that much. I mean, a lot more guys are getting paid for the same amount of time, just way more money though.
1: Yeah, Wander Wander is unbelievable too. I mean, he had a streak of hit, uh, hit uh, games with hit streak, uh, and it was like one of the best. Um, like. Of, for, of a young guy like him. So, yeah, that's huge uh, to keep him for that long.
0: Yeah, I think it was for players under 21, like, in the playoffs or maybe not even the playoffs, but he beat, like, Jackie Robinson's record. I'm pretty sure it was him or, like, or yeah. what?
1: I think it was just, like, during the year. Yeah. And it carried over to the playoffs, though, I'm pretty sure.
0: But then, yeah, the guys who are left, uh, just to name a few, we got Carlos Correa, Trevor Story, Frederick, Freddie Finn, Cassianos, Kershaw. And then every player that left the Cubs last year.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Like, as crazy as free agency has been so far, it's even going to get way better, way more exciting. Different teams are going to fall apart or get a lot better. It's going to be fun.
0: But, yeah, I mean, I think that wraps up everything in MLB and then, like, every other sport for the most part, uh, unless you got anything else.
1: not off the top of my head.
0: So, uh, I don't know if you guys have been watching college basketball lately. This shit is fucking nuts. And we're going to have an episode uh, on Wednesday for you guys breaking that all down. Um, it should be a great episode. Make sure you tune into that. Then me and Luke will obviously have uh, upcoming games for you guys to uh, get picks on. So, um, yeah, I mean, anyway, I think that wraps that every, everything up. Uh, thanks for listening. This kid, this kid is a game. He's a He's a playmaker. In case go. I all he does is win All he does is win I shattered from light, and all he does is win all, all he does is time to the on pass to my game i'm told don't it right to fight do we can't easy, we can't. easy do take to for
1: 50
0: won